you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and this is your week... Wait. Uh, yes, this is the week nine preview. Sorry, I was just... Sometimes I forget what week it is. By the way, we're going to be halfway through the season at the end of this week. Uh, crazy. Okay. Thursday Night Football, Titans at pittsburgh at the steelers we have 14 games this week sorry for to mention that okay titans at steelers again again i sometimes i'll know the matchups before i i look at them this is the real the really the first time i actually evaluate the matchups like and i mean that seriously like this is the first time that i will go in and actually um actually go in and evaluate these matchups. I don't I don't I don't go and do this um beforehand. This is my first time when I look at them. So just keep that in mind. Okay. You know, this is such a weird matchup because again the, the the Titans played so well last week offensively. And the Seahawks played so bad. But this is the type of game um Mike Tomlin record against rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. So the Steelers are 22 and 4 against rookie quarterbacks. Um and this was in as of uh November 18th, 2020. So let me is there Mike Tomlin versus rookie QB. Okay, they can't. The general point I'm trying to make here is that he's very good at coaching against rookie quarterbacks. And this is going to be Will Levis's second career start. And a lot of the touchdowns that they had were deep ball touchdowns. Now, is that to say that, you know, listen, that the Titans can't do that again? I think they can, for sure. It's not that the, the Falcons have a bad secondary. I think the Steelers' defense is definitely better than the Falcons, but Falcons aren't terrible. But I do think that that is going to play a big role. Listen, this is going to be a short week. That's going to be tough on a quarterback like Will Levis. Again, just played his first ever game ever in the NFL. Had all these experiences, all these things. And, you know, now first off, there's now film on him. They know he's going to play. There's not a lot of film on him, but there is film. Secondly, again, last week was a home game. This week isn't a away game. This week isn't a way primetime game in a short week. I think these two teams are fairly even. Um, 
I, th- I don't think that the Titans are as good as they looked last week, for sure. But I do think that they are pretty good, and I think that they have the ability to be better than they were, I guess, earlier in the season, if that makes sense. Um, but, yeah. So, I do think the Steelers are going to win this game. I just, I'm going to take it based off of experience. I'm going to take them based off of the fact that I believe them to be a playoff team. I still think that this defense is more than capable. And if Matt Canada would ever get out of his own way, they would actually be able to accomplish something. Like, for real, they would actually be able to accomplish something. This isn't hyperbole. This is hyperbole. This is actually, I think, genuinely how it could happen. Furthermore, furthermore, you know, the Steelers defense is pretty good, and I think the Titans are really going to struggle with that. Um, again, Pickett went down last week, and I still think that they were able to get things done offensively. You know, again, they held the Jaguars, who I think are definitely better than the Titans, to 20 points. I think the Steelers can score more than that. I think we'll see them win um, on Thursday Night Football. Okay, Dolphins-Chiefs. Now, this is going to be a very interesting game. First off, it's 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 going to be played in Germany. It's a 9.30 morning game for us, but it's going to be a normal normal time for these for these players, obviously, well, not normal time for these players, but it's going to be obviously in the afternoon in Germany. It's the first of two Germany games. Second one will be Patriots Colts the following week. But this one, uh, I, I mean, listen, do I think that the Chiefs are very good? No. Do I think the Dolphins are very good? Yes, I do, but not against good teams. They haven't proved themselves against a good team. This is the type of game where Spagnolo, I think, is going to come up with a really good defensive game plan. I think the Chiefs' defense has been underrated this entire season. I think they put a lot of really good performances together. And I think, once again, you're going to see a really good game from Chris Jones. You're going to see a really good game from a guy like um, like Legereus Sneed. I think that that's going to be a really... Uh, a really important uh, aspect of this game. The Chiefs, you know, listen, are, is the Dolphins' defense that good? Like, no. Sure, they got Jalen Ramsey back, but it's really more the focus is going to be on Ty- uh, Travis Kelsey and the run game because there's really not very many wide receivers in the Chiefs who have really separated themselves. You know, you could say Justin Watson. You could say Rashi Rice. It doesn't really matter because none of them have played that well. And that's why we kind of don't really respect any of the Chiefs wide receivers because week after week after week, you know, they just don't play very well. That's just a fact. So I think what we really have to analyze and view and understand is that the Chiefs are a team that's going to go and they're probably just going to find a way to win this game. I grant, I do think that the Dolphins could win this game. Very much so, the Dolphins could win this game. It wouldn't shock me, given that I just don't think feel the Chiefs are that good. But the Dolphins, again, have really struggled against teams with just a winning record. It's not teams that have made the playoffs. It's just teams with a winning record. And I think that this is going to be a continuation of that struggle. Right. Vikings, Falcons in Atlanta. You know, this is going to be a really ugly game. It's going to be a really ugly game. Desmond Ritter, I don't believe Ritter record 
at home. I think he's undefeated. He's 5-1 and one at, at home as a quarterback. His only loss came against the Commanders a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, he, again, he's not very good. Not very good. He has seven touchdowns, four interceptions on the season. Like, that's not uh, what a good quarterback looks like. But the Vikings, they don't have the number one receiver. And I think they're re- it's really going to show what it's like to play without Kirk Cousins this week. I mean, seriously, I don't care whether it's Joshua Dobbs or Evan Hall. You can't run the offense the same way Kirk Cousins ran it, you know, in your first week. I mean, Evan Hall looked terrible in his in his, in his uh, replacement duties. And again, that's not to say he's a bad quarterback. It's just to say that, you know, when you're thrown into a position like this, yeah, this is going to be really tough. And I don't think that Josh Dobbs is going to play this week. I mean, they just got him today. It's Tuesday. He's not going to learn the playbook by, I don't know, Sunday. It's just not going to happen. And even if he does, it's going to be to such a limited degree that he's not going to be able to execute it as well as a guy like Evan Hull, you know, might be able to, even though Dobbs is probably the better quarterback between the two. I don't like the Falcons. I don't think they're a very good team. They've lost a lot of games where I'm like, wow, how did you lose that game? They've played a lot of football where it's like, wow, that was not very good football. But you know what? They've won four games a season somehow. And you know what? Like, Again, the Vikings have yet to, been a- yet to be able to run the ball. The Falcons are at home. I think all those things combined, I have to take the foul. I just have to. I, I can't I can't pick the Vikings in good conscience this week. Cardinals, Browns, going to be a really low-scoring game, I think. I think you're going to get like a uh, weather. It's going to be – it's not going to be cold. It's just going to be fair. It's going to be in the 50s. Um Listen, whether it's Clayton Toon or whether it's Kyler Murray, it doesn't matter. The Browns' defense is good enough to stop. It, it Theoretically, in my opinion, it is good enough to stop either one of those quarterbacks. Now, in practice, yeah, it could be totally different. It could be could be completely different result. But I, I genuinely don't feel like that is going to happen. I feel like the Browns are going to go out there. They're going to put up 20 points. The Cardinals are going to put up 10. And that's going to be the game. Um, the Browns are, you know, they, they do just enough most weeks to keep it closer to win games. This is a really good opportunity for them to get their fifth win of the season. I fully expect them to win this game. They're, they are the better team. They should win this game. That's my expectation. So, you know, that's that. All right. Rams at Packers. So it, assuming Stafford is healthy, I'm going to pick the Rams. If Stafford isn't healthy, I mean, this could be one of the worst games of all time because the Packers cannot score on offense, and I don't even know if they've scored on offense in the first quarter all season, first half all season, like like more than, you know, I don't know, like seven points. I think they've literally scored maybe like three in the first half. They've been a really bad first-half team. They've been a good second-half team, but who really cares about that when you're – two and five and you really can't win games um so yeah uh i again this is assuming this is assuming that matthew safford is healthy because i think that you know they'll be able to do more than enough against the packers defense they'll be able to throw the ball they'll be able to run the ball they'll be able to do enough they should be able to 
on paper do enough against the Packers to win this football game. If not, again, that would be extremely, extremely depressing. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how the pack. I know I do understand how the Packers are this bad, but I don't. I, I, I couldn't really come up with a good reason for the Rams to lose this game against the Packers if Matthew Stafford is healthy. If he's not, again, completely changes the situation. But again, the offense is more than good enough for the Packers, and the defense is more than good enough to stop the Packers. So. I think again, assuming Stafford is healthy, pretty clear cut. The 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 Rams should win this game. All right, Commanders Patriots. Uh, this game is gonna stink. Uh, let's be honest here. This is gonna be one of the worst games of the season. Uh, I know people are like, oh my god, look how good the Commanders are. Look at Sam Howell's performances against teams not named the Philadelphia Eagles. Like. Seriously. His two highest QBR games of the season come against the Eagles. He had 70 in both of them. He had a 21 QBR game against the Giants, a 39 QBR game against the Falcons in a game that they won, a 47 QBR game against the Bears defense, a 13 QBR against the Buffalo Bills defense, a 41 passer rating in that game. He's only had... Three games over 100 passer rating. Now he has had, he did have a near 100 passer rating in two other games, but again, the Patriots do one thing well: they play good defense well. That's that's true. I mean, listen, their defense last week was not that bad, um, and again, I think their defense this week kind of matches what the Commanders are good at. It's a home game for the Patriots, so you know that definitely bodes well for them. And again, Sam Howell is a very young quarterback. Bill Belichick owns like Sam Howell is basically a rookie. Um, it's his second year. Bill Belichick record against against rookies. Rookie quarterbacks are eight and twenty-four. All time against Belichick coach teams. Again, I get he's not a rookie, but this is really his first season in the NFL playing games. I'll take the Pats. I, I mean, listen, I, I don't really think either of these teams are very good. Uh, the Commanders just sold two of their best defensive line, or two of their defensive linemen. So, you know, there's definitely going to be less of a pass rush and more of an opportunity to run the ball for the Patriots. You know, listen, we'll see what happens. Again, the Patriots just lost Kendra Bourne, so, you know. Obviously, they're going to struggle in certain aspects of the game as well, but I'll roll paths. Why not? All right, Bears, Saints, in the Superdome, I'll take the Saints. I mean, listen, they haven't been very good this season, but they're playing some pretty terrible teams. It's unclear whether Justin Fields will be back or not. I don't think it really matters, to be quite honest with you all. Uh, I just don't think he's a very good quarterback. Um, neither is Tyson Bajan, though. Listen, at times, there you know this the Saints' offense has been good. At times, they've shown me what they can do. You know, at times, Derek Carr has been good, and Alvin Kamara has been really good this season. I think he's going to be the biggest difference maker in this game for me. Again, the Bears really not a very good team. I don't know why they traded for Montez Sweat. They gave up, I think, a second round pick for Montez Sweat, who's in a contract year. 
So I guess they're going to have to pay Montez Sweat now because I, you really can't not pay him after trading for him. Uh, the Bears, you know, Ryan Pace, Matt Everflus, really not doing a very good job as 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 uh, GM and and head coach. Really poor. I'm gonna take the Saints again. They're at home this week. All the more reason to take them. All right, Seahawks, Ravens. You know, again, I know I'm picking a lot of home teams this week, but again, I'm gonna take the Ravens. You know, listen, I, it's not that I think the Seahawks are bad. It's just I think that the Rams or the Ravens, excuse me, are very, very good. The Ravens haven't shown me anything that would say, hey, this team isn't very good. All right. The Seattle Seahawks. I mean, the Ravens have struggled in the red zone, but so have the Seahawks. I think the Seattle defense isn't as good as the Ravens defense. I think the Ravens offense is a little bit more cohesive and efficient. Right. Lamar makes fewer mistakes. And I think that, you know, if Gino or when Gino makes a mistake this week, I think that's going to burn them more than it has in the past. The Ravens really do make you pay. Uh, again, the Ravens are at home this week. It's a it's a 1 p.m. game, so it's a West Coast team traveling to play in the 1 p.m. slot, which historically has not been a very good uh, not been a very good trend for those West Coast teams. I think Baltimore looks really good right now. You know, Lamar's playing some of the best football of his, you know, career. Probably, you know, the second best year he's had as a quarterback outside of his MVP winning season. So I'll take I'll take the Ravens right now to win this game. All right, also at one p.m. A lot of one p.m. games this week, by the way, folks. Uh, Bucks, uh, Texans. You know, the Bucks really have to figure it out, and and you know this is going to be a very interesting game. I'll take the Bucks. I need to pick an away team, another an away team anyways. Listen, the Texans, I don't really know. I'm not really judging them based off of last week. They've been fine. But the Bucks are on a little bit more of a buy, or they've got that mini buy from the from the Thursday night football game, which is going to be very helpful. Um, the Texans are coming off a pretty poorly played game. Uh, I think the Bucks' defense is, you know, they're going to get after CJ Stroud. They're going to attempt to put the pressure on him, which I think is the right move to do. Um, you know, as long as they can keep Baker protected, he'll be able to devel- deliver the ball to uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Again, the Bucks just lost to a a team that I think a lot of people will characterize as a top ten team in the NFL. So I won't beat up on them too much. Listen, I think they're good enough to win a game against the Texans. It's also a really important game for them to win. Unlike the Texans, the Bucks do have you know playoff aspirations and. If they want to make the playoffs, this is a really important game into into doing that. Because if they end up losing, you know, three and five is really hard to come back from to make the playoffs. If you're four and four, it's a very different feeling in your mouth. Um, it's a very different, very different situation. All right, Colts, Panthers. You know, listen, Panthers played well last week, but again, they only put up 15 points. The Colts definitely can put up more points than that. Uh, you know, it's not really a Frank Reich revenge game because Frank Reich stinks. Uh, the Colts have been able to score. They haven't been re- really able to defend. I'll take the Colts, although I'm really not sure who's going to win this game. Uh, you know, it's really kind of up up in the air, I think, as to who does win it. I could. There is an argument to be made. The Panthers, you know, hey, listen. They'll get it going offensively. They'll be able to score enough. And, you know, listen, their defense is good enough. They've played a lot of good opponents this year. The Panthers have played a lot of good opponents. They've kept it close in most games. The Colts, on the other hand, they've done kind of the same thing. 
Um, their offensive has looked better. Gardner Minshew's airing it out. The defense hasn't been as good, but you know, does the defense really need to be that good this week against the Panthers? That I don't know. I'm intrigued by this game. I don't think it's going to be a very good game, but I'm intrigued to see who comes out and wins it. All right, Giants-Raiders, arguably the worst game of the week. Um, it's going to be Daniel Jones versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it's in Vegas. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, seriously, this, this game could go either way. You know, this could be a Saquon takeover game, but at least I think the Raiders' offense will be able to – maybe score like they're gonna be at home i'll give them that Devonte adams should be open i mean the giant secondary is horrendous but they don't ever throw to Devonte anyways and when they do jimmy garoppolo misses him on the throw so does it really matter i guess not um i guess not uh You know, what can I say? The Giants are really struggling right now, though. No Darren Waller, I think, this week. Uh, the offense looks anemic. I, I guess Daniel Jones is coming back, but how much of a, di- of a difference does that make? What what does that say? I mean, is he is he even going to play that well? How healthy is he? I guess the Raiders' defense, but it's also the Giants' offense. And the Giants' defense, I'll give them credit, has played better recently. Uh, so there is that. This might be a pick I switch. It's just a feel game. I really don't know how to feel about this one. Yeah. All right. Cowboys-Eagles. Game of the week right here. Actually, these next two games are games of the week. Eagles-Cowboys. I'm going to take the Eagles. Listen. Eagles recently have dominated the Cowboys in this head-to-head matchup. Number one. Number two, the Eagles are at home. All right? That's a huge, huge advantage a, to be at home in Philly, and B, not to be in Dallas. I mean, seriously, both of those things combined. C, I think Philadelphia, they've got the better line. They've got better lines. They're going to be able to control the pace of play. They're going to be able to tr- control the running game on both sides of the field. They're going to force Dak to throw the football. I'll say this. If Dak's having a good night, I could really see the Cowboys winning this game because, as I've said all season, pretty much, the Eagles secondary is not very good. The Eagles secondary has struggled a lot this season in regards to uh, defending the throwing, defending <laughs> defending the throwing, excuse me, defending the passing. They've struggled a lot. They have not been very good. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see if Dak can come up and in a game where they need him to play really well, if he can go out there and play very well. But I think this Eagles offense may be a little too much. They're going to be able to run the ball, which is going to be opening up that A.J. Brown passing game, as well as Devonta Smith, as well as Dallas Goddard. Again, they're at home. Eagles have been, you know, listen, they've lost one game this season. Whatever you want to say about any other team, the Eagles have the fewest losses of any team. Have they looked good in every game? No, but they're able to win games even if they don't look good in them. So credit where credit's due. You need to give them credit on that for sure. Final, oh, sorry, not finally. Okay, Bills, Bengals, in Cincy. I'm going to take Cincy, man. Listen, they've been the much better team over the past couple weeks. Uh, they looked really good against the Niners team in, in, in San Francisco. Now they're coming home and not necessarily a must win game, but this is a game where it would go a long way into securing a playoff position. If they could win this game, five and three versus four and four are two very different things. Um, their offense has been rolling. Their defense has gotten a lot better. The bills defensively, again, 
they're not looking that good, especially over the middle. Um, and if Joe Burrow, who's looked better and better and better as the weeks have gone on, can start completing even more passes, I do think that Buffalo is going to be in trouble. Uh, again, this Lou Anaromo defense has been able to lock down teams over the past couple weeks. They're going to be at home against Buffalo. I think that they can definitely do that. So I'm going to take Cincy over Buffalo. I think that's a pretty clear coat. Reasoning for me. Finally, Chargers-Jets. You know, this is such a weird game because on one hand, the Chargers are the better team. But they're also the Chargers and also the Jets' defense has been pretty good. Um, I'm going to take the Jets. Listen, I think they'll be able to run the football. I think they'll be able to move the ball up and down the field. And I think they'll be able to stop the Chargers for the majority of the game. Now, whether I keep this one this way, you know, I don't know. Again, if the Jets do win, it's going to be like a very low-scoring game, like a like a 34-point game at most. Um, but the Chargers, I can't pick them, man. They just, they, they, they just cannot – I just can't pick them. They, they just do too many things every week where it's like, ew, you know. That's just not not what we want to see. Um, just it's just it's they're they're a really weird team. They're not consistent. They're not well coached. And you know what? The Jets may not be able to do a lot, but what they do do they do pretty well. So I'll take the Jets again. I might switch that one. Um, again, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Master Plan. Have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguadala.